you know, it's not a big deal. Not like we have that as a script to this. We normally right. don't. You don't need to be ready. Fuck it. Who cares? All it's right. quarantine Fuck times. It. Self-isolating, I should say. Corn- but here we are. Quarantendo. Quarantendo? Quarantendo. Yeah, that's in the- <laughs> But neither of us are playing it. Oh, I'm playing Animal Crossing. I deserve to die. <laughs> What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Wolfie's Gaming Den. I'm your host, Alex Wolf. Again, joined here by my good friend, Stephen Morrow. Stephen, how you been, buddy? Well. it's <laughs> What uh, a time to be alive. <laughs> this is history in the making. It is. It uh, is. It's kind of depressing. Uh, yeah. Uh, but also, like, I've appreciated this pandemic. Mm. <laughs> no, because... <laughs> Hold on, uh, I, I've appreciated like spending time with you. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it's true. So it's it's nice being able to. It kind of sucks that it it took a pandemic, but <laughs> yeah, it it sucks. Because, but at the same time, it's nice because like Rachel and I were talking about this earlier as we were leaving the apartment to come over. There's like no sound outside, like because yeah. there's so little cars out and so little things going on because everyone's staying in. Which I applaud. I applaud humanity for you know listening and doing their part very rare that happens um <laughs> so it was like rachel's like yeah it's kind of eerie i'm like yeah but at the same time it's really fucking peaceful like i've tonight. woken up to to the birds yes like I, i've i've been able to hear the birds yes it is so nice even like going to work um it is like man this is it feels like every day at work is a friday because while like what i do like we're not closing mm-hmm. but it is at the same time because of what we've had shortened hours of course and we have so many things in place to keep things clean and honestly the business it's still business as usual for the most part but it's like i don't know how to explain it there's like this vibe this air about it and it's like man i'm gonna go home and sure i have to be back here next day but fuck i feel like it could be a friday night and i don't know what it is but it's it's nice so some silver lining to the extremely dark, gray, thunderous cloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, any- <laughs> I'm glad that <laughs> I don't really know how to. <laughs> it, it, it's just you know, we got to be positive about it, you know, like to sit here and be so negative about everything that's going on while it is a negative situation. You know, we as a people, I feel like we have an obligation to do our best to put a smile on because if we don't, the people who the less smiles we have going around that's when you start seeing things really go to shit more so than they already have. And that's yeah, the last thing we need true. going on right now. So I'm surprised I have to explain that to you of all people. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't... I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> if we had video, that would be a gif at that moment right there. <laughs> and oh I would be God. so proud of it. I, I, I feel like I just summoned like the... The ghost of Mickey Mouse or something. No. <laughs> um, I, what was the question? <laughs> I said I'm surprised I have to explain that to you of all people. Oh, no, I, no I, question. I've just been, I've been in a funk. You, you've had, you've had a lot going on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it, I, I think we're on the up and up. So there you go. You know, we're on the, the upswing. The world, so. Eh, it's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it because I never get bored. 
any hooser, we're going to move forward. Uh, this is part three of our 2020 predictions slash discussions. So if you listen to the last couple episodes, we've covered PlayStation and Xbox, uh, covering what they'll need to do uh, going forward with their next-gen launch and what we predict uh, and how it will happen, things we expect them to do to keep up the positive energy going around it. There and actually some updates yeah i mean the biggest there has been a lot of stuff that's happened so i mean while we were lucky with the xbox episode we did it was right after they announced all the full specs for the xbox series x Mm -hmm. um but we also talked about how how playstation hasn't really given any details and lo and behold with gdc being postponed until the summer they went ahead and had their uh debriefing on the power and capabilities of the playstation 5 which was really cool, and I encourage you guys to check it out. With There's the a lot sultry of voice of Mark Cerny. Oh God, Mark Cerny, the, the Bob Ross of <laughs> of PlayStation. He's like he's like if Bob Ross and and Willy Wonka were like smushed together. Like, I don't know. I get, well, I get I don't, a very, Where do you like, get the Willy Wonka esque? You keep he saying seems, that, but he like, seems kind of like there's nothing zany about this man. He's, he's very like, tame. Like a weird Willy Wonka. Like what the. F- Willy Wonka's weird. What do you mean a weird like, Willy Wonka? Like the like, Tim Burton Willy Wonka. Eccentric? There's nothing eccentric about Mark Cerny. I still don't like, see it. I don't, I don't know. There's something seusical about him. And I quite <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Seussical? Yeah. Seussical. Whimsical. He's got like a... Like, I don't know. I mean, there's a... I don't know. I see what you're describing still just feels Bob Ross-esque to me. Because Bob Ross was a very carefree guy. But he also knew what the fuck he was talking about. And he very much appreciated all the little details he did. And it sounds like Cerny. The Willy Wonka thing isn't... There's no zaniness about Mark just, Cerny, man. I just imagine Mark Cerny in, like, this this weird, like, factory full of color and mushrooms. And, like, he, like, just creates PlayStations and, like, everlasting PlayStations that... I don't know. He just seems like magic to me. <laughs> He's just a magical... He's a magical human? Yeah, he's just like... I don't know. There's something... something. There's a whimsy there. There's a whimsy. But anyway, as we digress, as we were as I was saying, highly encourage you to check out uh, the tech briefing on the PlayStation 5 there's and what actually, can do. There's a version of it um, on YouTube that I recommend. It's not the official one, but it's the same exact audio, but with like meditation music in the background. Good. Because his voice is just... What? It's such a... It's a voice. Um, so, <laughs> so if you're uh, listening to this audio, that's yeah, that's the one to do because yeah, it put you right to sleep. I recommend that one. It's very nice. Oh man, it's like it sounds kind of like space, and I think there's some <laughs> nature sounds. Space and nature. Yeah. Well, space is is that nature? That would can. Yeah. Would you consider space, space nature? Is natural. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Huh. Neat. We're teaching you things here at the Wolfie's Gaming Den. Anyway, this time around, we're going to be talking about Nintendo, and they'll be a bit. It'll be a very unique discussion compared to the previous two, simply because more speculative. Yes, than it is because they don't have a new console launching. The Switch is killing it. They don't need to. Um, but without further ado, this is Wolfie's Gaming Den, a video game podcast talking about the latest video game news and industry topics. Uh, if you like the show, by all means, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm. And a couple others out there, a little smaller, but we're there. We're available to listen to. Um, you can always follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. It's the Twitter handle is Wolfie's Game Den. Instagram Wolfie's Gaming Den. Uh, Twitter wouldn't let me make 
Wolfie's Gaming Den. I don't know why. They're too short with their character limits, which is Start insane. A petition online. Motherfuckers. Well, I can't change it now. No, the Twitter... I can't edit the handle. Twitter... Twitter can do whatever they want. They can change the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those noises. <laughs> but anyway, let's just get right into it. So the big topic here is... so. What can we expect from Nintendo here this year? So, as of right now, uh, their biggest launch of the year is Animal Crossing, just released over the weekend. And but is that enough to really carry them? You know, end twenty twenty. Yes. And while <laughs> while Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo is really kind of taking itself out of that competitive scene by very much doing their own thing. Let's because let's let's think about it here. Uh, Nintendo, at first, a lot of people considered Nintendo starting the next generation uh, with the Wii U as it came out before the Xbox One and the PS4. Yeah. But then we saw them, they were at that point off the normal cycle, not releasing within close proximity within the same year, but still very distant. Um, and at the same time, far behind because they were just now kind of diving into the HD era of video games. And the online service still wasn't necessarily there. It existed, but it was pretty lackluster. Um, and of course, the Wii U was just a glaring success. So <laughs> it's the best system, I think, in in history. Mm. Uh, and I think that anyone who says otherwise is just wrong. And <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, Switch is, you know, it's taken the world by storm. It just hit its third birthday not too long ago. Oh, uh, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Nintendo Switch. And, but at the same time, it's, you know, we've seen the consoles, the console sales soar and soar and soar, and the install base growing and growing and growing. How long can we see that happen? Because, now let's think about it with the Switch. Of course, you have that first year to really kind of gain some traction, get out there. Get uh, you know, get a nice little lineup of games people can play, and get that conversation started. Well, they came out swinging. Oh hell yeah, they did. And I feel like they've been swinging. Yeah. And right now, I think is really the first lull. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. So. So yeah, it is. It is kind of a, a different position, but mm-hmm. I still think that they're positioned well. Oh, they're they're positioned <laughs> extremely well. It's but at the same time, you could have the greatest position in the world, right? I mean, Xbox 360 killed it as a console generation. We got the Xbox One, and they just so like yeah. let's. We can always say like, oh man, they need to keep doing what they're doing. But the question is, will they can continue to do so? And I mean, it, so far it sounds like it, but will there be a drought? So let's think about it here. So right now, like I said, Animal Crossing is their big game of the year so far. They haven't really announced any bigger titles to come out, uh, at least with a firm date. Everything's speculated 2020, but you know, with the current climate of things. Are those projects delayed? Um, or will we see something, you know, this summer and what would have but E3 from Nintendo saying, oh, all these games are coming, boom, 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 or at least with firm release dates? I'm so excited for June. June is going to be, it'll be interesting this year for, you know, not only for video games as it always is, but with everything going on with COVID-19, it, it's changed the scene. It's like, so will June still be, you know, that time we see a whole lot of things just announced back to back to back in that era yeah. or are we still going to be feeling the repercussions of COVID-19 or are we still going to be you know kind of in that same self-isolating environment to where it's like hey you know we want to put stuff out they may just put out a fucking article piece just because of trying That's to true. just announcing what they're going to do but I feel like these things are planned pretty much on a yearly basis like they're mm-hmm. planned 
months ahead of time. So I feel like there was going to be Nintendo Direct anyways. It's true. So they, I would assume that they're probably still going to have a Nintendo Direct in June. Possibly, yeah. Um, but we still have from now until then. Uh, so that's like three months. Yeah. So we have three months of Animal Crossing. <laughs> that's true, which honestly with a game like Animal Crossing isn't, you know, that's a good chunk of time. That's totally fine. I imagine that game's going to get a lot of updates, service, and a lot of gameplay with how much you can do in that kind of game. So it's, I don't think they'll have anything to worry about. It's definitely a slow burn. Yes, and it especially, and I think they've, if anyone will benefit from having a game launch in this time, it would be Animal Crossing, just because of how many people, you know, are staying at home. So just downloading that to their Switch, it'll give them something to do for such a long period of time. What if so, there's like a conspiracy involved? There's already a conspiracy is, involved, I'm sure. Totally people are just thinking and throwing, this. yes, Nintendo planned. <laughs> That's true. Rachel, you heard it first. Rachel, <laughs> confirming. <laughs> the first, hold on. The first item that you unlocked in Animal Crossing. First wearable item I was given was a face mask. Was a face mask. Like a doctor's face mask. Like a surgical mask. That thing that no one can get. Even doctors apparently nowadays. That's, um. Kind of, that's kind of morbid. Oh, yeah. It? Just a bit. Jeez. So, um. But anyway, so I've got a list of big titles here that I was able to pull off the internet as a big, a bit of a refresher of what's in the current pipeline here for Nintendo. Okay. So we've got Bravely Default 2. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Okay. Bayonetta 3. Metroid Prime 4. No More, no more Heroes 3. The Pokemon Sword and Shield expansions coming later this summer and fall. Uh, Axiom Verge 2. Deadly Premonition 2, and Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. So there's definitely some big titles in here. But we also know that Nintendo is very good about spacing out their titles, so you're not getting a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff all at once. Usually there's like a, a good one. Once or, a quarter I mean, or so. There's a lot of good ones, but like a big one every month. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't even say every month. Typically like once a quarter, because they know like Animal Crossing, it's going to cover all of Q1, maybe Q2, mm -hmm. and then they hit that sweet spot at E3 where they announce stuff. We'll get something in the fall take care of that window, something in the winter. They're usually good about that. Um, so, but all depending, again, none of those games, as far as I'm aware, have a, have a date. They're all TBD 2020, which again, was happening this year, could have easily been delayed in 2021. I feel like and hell, I mean, life is TBD, <laughs> TBD 2020. Jesus. Like right now. It's like, all right, we'll figure it out sometime this year, maybe. Right. And even then, like, you got to imagine that all of these are going to come out 2020 like yes. that's too many to come out and once in a six month period at least not necessarily it's too much it's too much for a typical nintendo game plan mm -hmm. so who knows what that looks like and that's uh, also not not even taking into consideration other things that we don't even know exist exactly so and well you know we're, we're of course we're gonna get maybe like one or two surprise announcements from their nintendo direct this year so is that Going will those titles, if launched correctly, be enough to keep Nintendo console sales going, or is that even something they should worry about at this point? Because they already have such a successful install base, right? Mm -hmm. With creating with the Nintendo Switch being a family friendly system, it being an affordable console, mm -hmm. and then of course with the release of the Switch Lite, you know, at that point it's very easy to get if you don't already have one. And hell, a lot of people buying Switch lights nowadays already own 
an, an original Switch. Yeah. They're just buying it as like an extra thing or just getting rid of the original Switch just because. Um, so is it about, again, really capitalizing on the install base and selling consoles? Or is it this point where they just need to double down or not as they need to or they will double down on games and services to sell mm-hmm. to continue that revenue generation? Um, I mean, I'm curious to see what they do. I I think that they're in a good position where no matter what they do, I think they've already succeeded. Yeah. So, uh, so really, the ball's in their court. Like they can, they can focus on software if they want. I I don't. Nintendo is always interesting because Nintendo customers, for some reason, will buy multiple of the same system like it's like every year there's a new model of like the ds yes. or a new model of of the the switch or mm-hmm. like there's there's some kind of new variation and i feel like nintendo fans are almost cult-like <laughs> in the sense that there's like a new thing and then they'll be like oh we gotta get the new thing um regardless of if they already have it or if they need it um which uh so I, I really don't think they have to worry about console sales. Uh, and yeah, I think they're going to slow just because, like especially now, people don't have as much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of everything that's going on, a lot of people don't have as much work mm-hmm. uh, or income because of that. Um, but games are more affordable than systems. So in the very least, a more software-focused approach uh seems more viable mm-hmm. at least in the short term uh but i mean we we don't know what they have planned for their you know what would have been their e3 nintendo direct yeah um and we don't have any hints at a new system either well and that brings us to the next topic here so there's always for the last i feel like a year and a half there's been speculation ever since uh when the Switch Lite was being speculated, there's also talks of a Switch Pro. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we received an updated version of the original Switch, just extended battery life, right? And a little bit, a slighter incre- uh, increase in performance, mm-hmm. but nothing warranting, you know, brand new Switch title, right? Um, what are the chances we see a Switch Pro? And what would that look like? You know, like, so think about it this way. If the Switch Pro... The only thing it can really change are the internals, right? You can't change too much externally unless you're going to expect customers to buy a ton of new, like say they change like the size of it, right? Become, say it becomes a bigger console. At that point, your switch, your Joy-Cons don't fit. Yeah. It's an awkward thing to hold. That is rough. So it, it'd be hard. So you're buying new accessories and none of your, and it's not compatible with your old stuff, at least with the Switch Lite, you know, while you don't need to, and I can't expect anyone to why, you can connect your old joy cons to the console to play wirelessly but of course you can't attach it to the console but to get a switch pro you know obviously if you're gonna have detachable joy cons you'd want them all to fit at least look in a way that makes sense yeah so and even then at that point what is what is beefed up is it obviously i would imagine performance is beefed but it's not like Nintendo's capitalized on resolutions or anything like that so i'm not going to expect 4k graphics now, um, i do think that it is kind of holding them back on the software front uh, which, I mean, that's not to say... I, I think the Nintendo Switch has an expansive and impressive library of games. Mm-hmm. Um, however, 
new games that come out just don't come out on the Switch. Like at least not immediately, yeah. or they're reduced in quality and delayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, you won't see like certain titles you just won't see on the Switch just because they can't. Yeah, uh, and that can sometimes be. I mean, it feels like a detriment, but really, it's not like they're suffering. Yeah, that's and true. They're in they're in such a weird position because uh, they don't have to change anything, and they'll still be fine. Well, and that's it. Also brings up the conversation: like, are they really held back by it? Because even then, how many times do you hear someone when they see a game come, come announced for Xbox One and PS4, like, "Oh man, I can't wait for that to come out on Switch," and then it's announced like, "Oh, it's coming to the Switch at a later date." How many of those people are either buying it and then buying it on Switch later when it comes out, or just waiting for the Switch version? Like, sure, it's lesser in quality, but it's still like everyone's like, "I want to play that on the Switch." And I feel like most people who care are already kind of more like hardcore gamers anyways Mm -hmm. and the switch is interesting because i feel like a hardcore gamer that has a switch also has either a ps4 or an xbox one yep so you know it's not like they don't have access to those games anyways Mm -hmm. so like again nintendo's in such an interesting position because they just have like an interesting there's a plethora of factors that kind of work in their favor yep and the switch is kind of i feel like it's like striking gold and I, I wonder if it's something that they can keep up, which is also part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they look good and healthy. Oh, <laughs> like for they, sure. Yeah, I think they they seem like they're gonna they're gonna be fine. As far as the pro, though, I think you're right. Uh, it would just be the internals that would change, not really the form factor, because I feel like you can't do that uh, without. I mean. Then again, it's Nintendo. It's yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. And at the same time, that consumer base, you know, we've seen in the past, they buy different iterations of consoles almost year over year. And they'll buy peripherals for one game. Exactly, and they'll buy peripherals for the new console just to work. Like it's not unheard of. Yeah. So it's just a matter of will Nintendo take that risk, or, or do they care enough? Like, is that something they want to get into? Well, they know um, their, their followers. That's they true. Are a cult, and they know their followers. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and then, so that brings to the next question, you know, if, if they don't focus on consoles, let's, <laughs> we're getting a death stare right now <laughs> from my Nintendo loyalist playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, so if they don't focus on, you know, new hardware, right? Mm-hmm. And it's down to the games. We talked about the games. Next up would be services. Nintendo's only got really one service out there with Nintendo Switch Online. Right now, just offering online multiplayer for games that have it, which isn't a lot on the Switch. I mean, granted, you had Fortnite, which you don't need Switch Online to play. I think the only real games you see that really affecting nowadays are Pokemon and Splatoon 2. At least the big ones come to mind. And Animal Crossing would be the big three that really kind of are affected and why people are subscribing. There's also the benefit of the NES Classics Online and the SNES Classics Online. So, but even then, how much of that is how much of that is a seller for people to say, oh... Yeah, I'll pay the, you know, dollar amount. I think it's, I know the family plan's 35 so I think it's 20 bucks a year to be a Switch Online subscriber. I think so, yeah. So it's, you know, like, what do they do at that point? So I feel like Nintendo Switch Online is, like, it's nice that it's there, I guess, but I feel like it's pretty inconsequential right now. It's inconsequential, uh, like, but it's also just the fact that it's not great. Yeah, like, by any I, means. I feel like people don't play a Switch because they want to. They want to take advantage of 
Nintendo Switch Online. Like, I feel like it's just not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of the... I mean, I, I think the portability of the system is a factor, but also it's just not really as much of a focus with Nintendo titles anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, you named three, and I can't think of any other. Exactly. <laughs> like, But even um, then, that's how you... That would be a way of, you know, generating that install base, as if... You know, a lot of people are play online and they like that online competitive scene. Yeah. But they can't get that on the Switch because the infrastructure is just not there. Mm-hmm. And it's and if you know games like Smash Brothers, you can play on with Switch Online. But I'm more often than not, there's an issue with the service and the Wi-Fi. It's bad. Yeah. It's not really good at all. It was the same way in the Wii U, and it's just like, well, why? If I'm going to play this game online, that's why you see a lot of games not come out on the Switch in instance, like you said before, mm-hmm. like games like Call of Duty. I couldn't imagine someone wanting to play a game a game of Call of Duty online on a Nintendo Switch I just with how bad that infrastructure is. Like crazy, though. Oh, it would sell. It would sell, but then you'd see it come right back. So it would get that initial yeah. sale. Like the, the initial 60 bucks would be sent, would be spent, right? But mm-hmm. I can't imagine it would have concurrent player base. At least not nearly as much as it does on everything else. Not enough to warrant Activision to continue to pump out another one the next year. Yeah. So, I mean... they still released Call of Duty on the Wii. Well, they released it on the Wii, and they released it on the Wii U, and then with Ghost, and that was it. They're like, okay, we can't... It was too much. It's a lot of money going into something to see no return. Well, and it's another one of those things where you almost have to develop an entirely separate game because of the hardware differences. Uh Uh-huh. So there's that, too. But... Uh, I I would like to see Nintendo improve Switch Online. Yes. Uh, just because that would be nice. Yeah, and uh, the, <laughs> so this brings up another point. So we talked about on the Xbox episode yeah, that, that's what I was gonna that Xbox, out. it would hurt them to come out and talk about Nintendo on their stage when they have a new console on the horizon. Whereas now there's no stage. There's no, <laughs> right, there's no stage. So but, now it can't hurt. <laughs> but with Nintendo, if Phil Spencer were to show up on Nintendo's uh, direct right and talk about how Xbox Live or Xbox is teaming with Nintendo to bring some kind of upgraded service to Switch Online. That wouldn't hurt Nintendo at all. I feel like that would be badass. Exactly, it would be huge, and it would be huge for Xbox. I mean, granted, it wouldn't, and but it's still not take away from their focus of the Series X coming out. But Nintendo has nothing to lose in that situation. If they don't have Phil Spencer, great, fine, whatever, business as usual. They do bring on Phil Spencer, and they talk about Xbox helping them upgrade the infrastructure they have. Fucking mind-blowing. It's going to be the talk of the town after E3, regardless of next-gen, because that's such a huge development to happen yeah, in the industry alone. be such a big like, headline. Exactly. And that could bring, you know, knowing Xbox and what they would probably bring, it would probably bring enhanced online multiplayer, right? Probably not as great as Xbox Live, because they're not going to want to give away all their secrets, right? But maybe some kind of achievement system. Would be cool if it was just fully integrated. That would be like, exactly. That would be awesome. With some crossplay there, yeah. and we've seen it happen with Microsoft and Switch before. Mm-hmm. With crossplay, they were the first to do it before PlayStation got into the scene. Mm-hmm. So having that, or like, so what does that look like? Is it an achievement system coming? Is it online multiplayer enhanced? Or hell, or does it just mean you know more exclusive indie titles coming over from? Xbox's idea, Xbox Game Studios, like games like Cuphead. Like, could we see Ori and the Will of the Wisp make its way to Switch? Will of the Wisps. Will of the Wisps. Will of the Wisps. Will of the Wisps. Uh, I think... I honestly doubt that an achievement system would come to the Switch, uh, just because that would... 
It's fucking infuriating, though, because it wouldn't be hard. And I mean, seriously, it though. It wouldn't be hard, but that would also be like a, a kind of reworking of the the interface entirely. I mean... Whereas, like, integrating with, like, Microsoft Online or, or Xbox Live um, would be kind of a behind-the-scenes change. Yeah. That's like a matter of connecting to a different server. And then... Uh, Anything that's like feature based would involve stuff internal, like reworking the interface, reworking the operating system to uh, generate a pop up and an image. And I feel like I feel like Nintendo wouldn't want to invest that much time into developing something for their system that utilizes somebody else's thing. But even then, how much of that would be Nintendo doing it on their own, and how much would be Microsoft saying, "Hey, here's how you do it. You just got to throw it in there. Here's the blueprint to do it right." And just and the reason I it's infuriating. Already, like they they could do it if they wanted to. Oh yeah. Like they could have already had these things implemented. I just think that they're. I feel like their focus is just elsewhere, and kind of like why Switch Online isn't really up to snuff. Right. Because I think their focus is elsewhere, and letting Microsoft kind of or piggybacking off of Xbox Live essentially. But then at the same time, you know, say you pay, say you pass that buck over to Xbox, like hey. I mean, Xbox will get a you know some kind of cut in this, right? They're not doing it for free, mm-hmm. and they just say, "Hey, you do this, we'll pay you on top of that." Microsoft handles the whole deal, right? They just get the inf- the system operating system there up because obviously Microsoft's gonna have to play around with the Switch operating system alone just to get that infrastructure up. Like the system's got to be able to handle it and get that up there, mm-hmm. and so and it. And then at that point, you're like, all right, cool. How do you make it work? How do you connect the games to do so? And this is where it gets infuriating for me. I mean, between Dragon Quest XI, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, Minecraft, Animal Crossing, all have an in-game sort of achievement system alone. I mean, hell, you saw a Dragon Quest, you know, you have a little achievement thing that pops up, and more, ha- more often than not, that's what's tied to your trophy that pops when you, reach, when you hit that goal. So it's just like... Just let me share those moments, those milestones I get in my games with my Switch Online friends and show it. Like, I can't imagine it would take too much, right, out of that, especially if they have someone else do it. I don't think it would be that much effort. But I I still, I just don't, I don't know if their focus... It's not, but it's just, it'd be nice. It it would be a nice, like, quality of life kind of thing. I mean, you know, I love trophies. Oh, yeah. Um, And I... I often avoid Nintendo products because of their lack of trophies. Exactly. Which I know is stupid. But it's um, but it's but... A, it's a thing though, and that's imagine how many more games they would sell on the Switch if they just had that system. I do think that people who care about that sort of thing is definitely in the minority though. And I would True. I would I would bet money that the amount of people who care about that kind of thing on that who play on PlayStation or Xbox Versus the amount of people who care about that sort of thing who play Nintendo. Like, I feel like they're just totally... Again, because I feel like a hardcore gamer who has a Switch already has something with that kind of And that's thing. true, but imagine but, at the same time that conversation we said where people want, you know, man, I want to play that on the Switch. But then they don't, and they buy it for the other guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Nintendo, again, not in direct competition, quote-unquote, but... At the same time, they still would rather, you know, me buy my game on my Switch when I would have PlayStation or an Xbox 
And that is true. I went through so my Best Buy's Gamer Club Unlock membership expired in early March. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But and then, so in that time, I was like, well, shit. Let me go through a list of games that I know are coming out that I can pre-order through Best Buy right now. Let me just go ahead and pre-order and unlock that twenty percent off discount right now, and just let them rake in. Mm-hmm. Right, and that way, if I decide I don't want them after playing a demo or something, I can just remove them from the order. Don't get charged. I'm good. But at the same time, if I do get it, I get my cheap price. There was at least three instances I was going on that list where I was like, hey, Rachel, should we get this on the Switch or the PS4? And it really just came down to, do we care about the trophies for that game or not? Or do we want the portability of it? See, and that's, and that, the, that's the thing, though. I feel like most people would rather have portability. Well, that's the thing. So it, the thing is, though, but at the same time, I was like, Eh, or well, it's not even portability. It's about the the high definition, the extra features that are there on that yeah, console. See, that's where that's where it gets you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for the everyday person, I would imagine more people are more worried about the achievements and the trophies in that. It's like how many people are rocking a 4K TV right now, right? Yeah. So where they worry about the resolution too much, especially when the games half the time don't show a massive difference in quality that way. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if Nintendo Switch were to have an achievement system of some sorts. I would more than likely buy my games on Switch more than I would my PlayStation, just because of that alone. I'm like, like I get to play on the go. I keep some kind of achievement scoring system. Didn't and the, didn't the Wii U have something sort of like achievements? Weren't they like stamps? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe in game, Nintendo has n- n- notoriously never had anything like that I feel before. Like, you had the Plaza well, I remember, thing. I remember playing. It was like NES Remix or something on the Wii U Mm -hmm. at a friend's house, and you could get these little stamps. And because I obsess over things that remind me of trophies and achievements and things like that, um, I was like, okay, I want this game, but I don't want a Wii U. So instead, I got a 3DS and I got the NES Remix game. (laughs) But there were no stamps. Well, probably the thing was with the online on on the Wii U, you could probably get the stamps and show them off that you got them, like in the plaza kind of deal. But that's as far as it got, you know? So, and that's, again, so that... The stamps let you, when you're little, in the plaza, you could communicate with different people, and... And you could use use the stamps like a sticker? Okay. So, that, again, more more infuriating, right? Because they fucking had something there, and it's... Nah. See, I like the... (laughs) I actually like the stamp... I like the stamp approach a little bit more, even, than trophies. I mean... From like a, a symbolic representation in in the sense that wouldn't it be cool if we could do something with our trophies? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool if we could do something with our achievements? And with like a stamp, the idea of using that... You like can place it on something? something? as stupid as like just, you know, being able to use it as a sticker, basically. Yeah. Uh, that's still, that's like a little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be cool if they would implement something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or like, you know how in the... Um, uh, on the 3DS, they did the Street Pass thing. And yeah. Oh, for, oh hell yeah. Puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. What if they did something like these little puzzles and stuff, but instead of having it tied to location, they were tied to in-game achievements. And then you complete the puzzle, you can show that off. Boom. Right. I got all of the puzzle pieces in this game because I did all these little landmarks. Yeah. And it, yeah, that would be awesome. I feel like I feel like Nintendo would do something that's more interactive. Yeah, interactive and a mm-hmm. little bit more playful. Um, yep. Just because that's kind of Nintendo's thing. Um, but 
Yeah, why didn't, why wouldn't they? Exactly. See, that's what I, I don't understand. Like, they have everything in place, especially when half of the games they put out first party have something in there already just laying it out for you. Yeah. Like, just give me a fucking way to show it off. I feel like have, <laughs> now, this might be a stupid question, because mm-hmm. I, I'm totally not well versed in this, uh, but has Nintendo ever updated their system with, like, significant new features? Um. Any, any system. So, I mean, the first system to really see software updates was the Wii. And, it, you know, every now and then it was just, like, some firmware things, some things in the background, the capability of using things like Netflix. Uh, the Wii U, of course, you saw some things like that when it came to uh, eShop things updating, uh, the compatibility for GameCube games with uh, the eShop downloads, and, again, a few, for like, background things. The Switch, probably the biggest one, just when they, like, you know, with cloud saves and everything like that, the Switch has been very on the up and up with updates mm-hmm. regularly. But again, you don't, when you hear about a Switch update, it's not on the same news scale as when you hear about an Xbox One or a PS4 update, right? So. Because, like, I feel like if Nintendo were to implement something like that, it would be attached to a new piece of hardware. Because that's just kind of how Nintendo seems to operate. True. Uh, so. But how long can that mentality last, though, you know? Like, at that point, when do you say, like, why do I have to buy a whole new fucking system just to get some stamps? Well, that's just Nintendo's thing. That's true. Like, I mean, they're they're very hardware-focused, mm-hmm. uh, which... It, that also kind of... That's why I think we're in an interesting time, because uh, we don't think there's going to be a new piece of hardware. There's speculation, there's rumors and whatnot. But nothing um, confirmed. But yeah, nothing nothing really official or substantial. And, and at that point, it's also because it's focusing on one piece of hardware, right? Mm-hmm. There's no talk of a Wii U and a 3DS. It's yeah. just Switch. Mm-hmm. So it's... And you'd think, honestly, with that kind of... With cutting down to that one product that covers all aspects, right? How much time does that free up on their end not having to worry about, oh, well, what's this one doing? Well, what about the other one? Well, how's this one? They can just focus on that one thing and really delve all of their time into yeah, it. it should be a bit more laser-focused, I guess. Yeah, so it's just it's crazy to me that something like that hasn't happened. So, now the next thing I have here, and this happened right before I really kind of started taking show, like notes for the show. Or, well, hold on, before we get into that. Again, with Switch Online, so we had the, SNES, we had the NES Classics. We had the SNES Classics. Where's the Nintendo 64? Right. Are we going to see something like that? Are we going to see Banjo-Kazooie and Diddy Kong Racing? Because that is all that the people want. I can guarantee it. And Mischief Makers. And Mystical Ninja. Yeah, because that's all the Those people. Are... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not Mario 64 or anything. Nobody like cares about Mario 64. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> Look, I know Jesus I'm in the Christ. minority here, but every time that I like some weird, obscure thing from PlayStation, they remaster it and they release it. Nintendo has never... Because <laughs> no one talks about fucking Diddy Kong Racing. But it is objectively... <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I'm using that word correctly. No, I am not. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing is the best car racer ever made. Jesus Christ. It, <laughs> that was so Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Here we go. There, that's where the war starts. That's where the war starts. I thought Dad and pissed off half of my viewers with this no. talk of how much Fortnite sucks, how much he hates that online community. Here you go, spouting I, off Diddy Kong no, Racing. Diddy Kong Racing, the game mechanics and features in Diddy Kong Racing have uh, sort of inspired kart racers after it, and, and you see elements of it everywhere else. Mod Nation Racers. 
Who you the see, fuck is talking about Mon Nation racing? I am right now. Shut uh, up. They, they were uh, using the idea of like going over the same power up to upgrade it. Like that that was in Diddy Kong Racing. You didn't see that in Mario Kart, did you? I mean... No, you didn't. Crash Team Racing with the whole idea of the hub world and boss races. Yeah. Diddy Kong Racing. Okay. Who did it first? Diddy Kong Racing. So here's a question though. If everyone's doing it now, why the fuck would you bring it back? Because Diddy Kong Racing is a classic... And it started, it, it, it inspired developers. It's a big deal. It inspired developers to do those things, and I'm pretty sure half those developers There's probably work on... There's no other kart racer where you can play as Banjo-Kazooie, and no Nuts and Bolts does not count as a kart racer. I mean, that's fair. Well, because Nuts and Bolts wasn't a kart racer. Why would it count as that? Banjo. <laughs> it wasn't a kart, and like, no one's arguing that was a kart racer. <laughs> <laughs> and you could run over the red frog and you get a chicken? <laughs> you what? There's, is that a selling point? <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's an Easter egg. And if you see a red frog in the hub world, you can run over it and you unlock a chicken as a playable character. You can't do that in Mario Kart. Anyways, I think Nintendo should really bring <laughs> Nintendo 64 classics. I don't know why they haven't. Uh, well, and it brings to the next point. Can they? The amount of licensed titles that were the big sellers in the fucking 64 is huge. Yeah, How many of those games could they bring over in a fashion to where no one would get upset like oh this isn't the true game there's this missing there's this missing like you see it now with people getting mad about anime shows and other things being ported over and remastered that don't carry the original soundtrack like games like goldeneye Mm -hmm. right like that game alone when it came back out on ps3 and 360 you know that something like that getting remastered you imagine that would sell like gangbusters and it didn't and it's because half the stuff that was in that game wasn't available anymore yeah i feel like Aside from GoldenEye, most of the games that people would want to play, Nintendo owns. That's Nintendo true. 64. Uh, like, Mario 64, I know I said nobody can, I was obviously not being legit. Uh, but, <laughs> like, Super Mario 64, Yeah. boom. Uh, Mario Kart 64, mm-hmm. boom. Uh, the Kirby games, Nintendo owns that. Yep. Uh, I think there was only one on the 64 though. Uh, yeah, Crystal Shard. I think so. It was the only one. And then I think so. you know, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon mm. Snap, Jesus Pokemon. Christ, exactly. Pokemon Snap, best Pokemon game ever. Mm, it's good. I think personally, Pokemon Snap's overhyped. Not gonna lie. I think Pokemon Snap is only the best Pokemon game ever because it was the only game I could beat for the longest time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Define beat. What did you do at the end of that game? I'm asking you right now because if you tell me it was one thing and not the other, that tells me you never actually beat it, and that's gonna crush oh, no. your childhood. Oh no! So I don't know if I want to continue. No, no, no. What'd you do? What was the last thing you did? The credits rolled. Okay, and because that means shit in video games nowadays. But Pokemon Snap is not a Kojima <laughs> production. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I just I caught Mew. Okay, you took a picture of Mew. That's beating the game. That's it. Oh, I caught me. Yeah, I. That's the end of the game. Just making okay. sure. Okay, alright, Jesus. Oh, Jeez. you scared me. I'm like, oh no, did I miss something? <laughs> Hassle confidence. Had to get, like, perfect ratings on all of my pictures. I mean, yeah. You God. didn't? You didn't do that? Hmm. Professor Mm-mm. Oak is just Shaking so his head. Yeah, he is. <laughs> just shaking his what head. What an asshole. <laughs> Half-assed pictures you submitted. Why doesn't Pokemon Snap come back? Bring Pokemon Snap on the Switch. Dude, fuck that. Oh. Pokemon Puzzle League was where it was at. That game was fucking awesome. What if a Pokemon Puzzle League game 
was developed by the guy who did Tetris Effect. Imagine, what a dream team. What are they going to do? Just play the old Pokemon soundtrack? Like, to be a master Pokemon, which they already did in that game. nostalgic audiovisual experience puzzle game. Because that's what Tetris Effect was. I mean, yeah. But also, you know, it was... I hear you. You know, meditative and spiritual and inspirational, life-changing and emotional. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, so... (laughs) N64 Classic would be a huge That's thing for Switch Online. Um, it's just a matter of like how much of that... I, I imagine there's so much work around with that one compared to what they had to do for the NES and SNES. That is what's held it up. Because I, I mean... Like the, yes, there are a lot of licensed titles, but there's also a lot of not licensed titles they that could are do. first party that they own that they could do. And the Nintendo 64, mm-hmm. let's be honest, Yep, was awesome because of Rare. Yeah. So, wow, I'm not being. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, a lot of people love. I'm not being yelled a lot at for of, that. I it. mean, think about it. A lot, a lot of people love the rare games. Like that's that's yeah, real. Yeah, I mean, like when people think Nintendo 64, I immediately go to things like Diddy Kong Racing and like you know the token platformers like Banjo Kazooie and Donkey Kong uh, 64, 64. Uh, which are all rare developed. But GoldenEye is also rare. Perfect Dark, also. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft currently, obviously, um, owns Rare. Um, I think, I feel like something changed with that last year. Like, Rare got a lot of license back for certain things. Well, either way. But, yeah. Because Nintendo and Microsoft have been kind of playing nicely together. Yeah. I feel like that gives even more hope right for uh i mean because really if it's just first party nintendo titles and then rare titles even if it's just a handful of rare titles uh released as nintendo 64 classic games yeah then boom that's that's all that people need so now at the same time where we saw an nes classic console and an snes classic console first before they're moved over to switch online do you think we'd see an, an n64 classic console hardware first before that's put on the Switch Online. And does that, you know, in this day and age, make sense at all? I don't think it makes sense. I think Nintendo would do it, though. That's fair. Because yeah. like, that's just what they do. They, I feel like I feel like they still consider themselves a hardware-focused company. Uh-huh. And I feel like any chance for them to sell a thing that people get hyped about and get in their house that sells out so that they can say there's a shortage and then a year later they can do some other weird half-assed way for somebody to access it they're gonna do so (laughs) yeah uh so yeah i feel like there would be a a physical nintendo 64 classic and then eventually downloads i mean they've done downloads for 64 games in the past um on the wii u yeah on the wii u and i think some on the wii i can't remember exactly i think super mario 64 was definitely one of them but uh i feel like donkey kong 64 back in the day as well maybe if that happened, they didn't get past the. That was on. If that happened, that would have been on the Wii. But we saw a lot of GameCube titles make its way over to the Wii U eShop, though, like with Super Mario Sunshine and the Metroid Prime trilogy, which so granted like, were ported to the Wii, but still. Well, that 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 makes me feel like, yeah, they could totally do it. It's just a matter of like, will they? Yeah. And that's that's one thing. That's, that's the really biggest thing with fucking Nintendo. It's yeah. like they have the capability because they do so many things in house that you know they could, they just don't. I think it's weird because part of me is like, if there were high enough demand, they would do it. 
But I don't think that's true. No, fuck no, it isn't. I feel like they just they just do whatever they want, and it's kind of like look look. For okay. instance, we we worked at GameStop for almost a decade, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Better part of it, we started. You started before I did. Yeah. And you know, I worked there. I started twenty twelve. Almost that would have been eight years for me because I didn't quit till earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Whereas you started a year before me, so almost nine years. Better part of a decade, but. How many times did we see games, especially when the 3DS and Wii U were really taking off, if you can count the Wii U as taking off, did we get game shipments in that were getting crazy fucking buzz, and Nintendo would just short inventory, like, nope, sorry, we're going to send you this much, whether it was because they wanted people to download it, or just because, like, nah, fuck it, because they wanted to create that demand for it because they couldn't find it. Like, what happened with Amiibos? They knew that shit would sell, they knew it was gangbusters, and they still, you know, gave you the shaft on inventory left and right. I feel like they, I feel like they set a goal, mm-hmm. like a sales goal or you know, like some kind of monetary goal. Yeah. And then when they hit it, they're just like, "All right, done." <laughs> like, and that's weird to me. It, it, but it is it though, because I mean, it is weird because no one else does it. But at the same time, so I think it was twenty. It was twenty fourteen holiday. So Amiibos had just launched not too long ago, mm-hmm. and the NES Classic I think was being talked about. You saw or no? The NES Classic came out that next summer. Um, Amiibos were everyone was talking about them. Nintendo was selling them, and it was like all right, cool. And they just stopped right, and they halted. You couldn't find certain ones for miles. There's some kind of weird manufacturing thing that they. I think it. For some reason, I feel like they lied about it. But there was something where, like, ships weren't... I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. There was, like, some kind of thing where, like, a shipment was, like, halted or... I feel like you're thinking about the Batman Arkham Knight Collections Edition. No, because that was just a disaster. Uh, Yeah, that was a fucking nightmare. I'm still pissed, but... I can't remember, so never mind. Yeah. I, I feel like there was some kind of, like, a weird shortage thing that they were saying where they couldn't... Like some, Keep up like, with the demand or whatever. Yeah, I, I feel like like a big ship that was delivering things was like stuck. I don't know. It that, was some weird d- thing. D- like specifically describes the Batman Arkham Knight Collector's Edition. Because remember, that was the Batmobile. And like a week before launch, they had to say, hey, it's not coming. Because they couldn't get one, the quality right. And then two, they just could not get the shipment together. It was just not maybe happening. I'm, maybe I'm getting my wires. It was around that same, it was that same year. Oh no, Batman was a little about a year later but like it was right after holiday 2014 okay. so but the the thing is like that same holiday though you know you've had a year of the amiibos kind of being around and creating that buzz mm-hmm. and then they stopped for about two or three months where you couldn't find shit and all of a sudden november comes around oh hey we're gonna have all these amiibos in stock and it, people went ape shit it's like are you kidding me like yeah. and that just shows like they had the capability they could have done it but they held out because they knew if they had waited and really created that stress and that demand for it, people would go fucking insane for them. See, that's thing. That's one thing that I, I wish that they would be a little better about is the positive consumer experience. I think they've been better about it lately, especially with the Switch. Yeah, I don't think you run into they, that issue nearly as much as they you have back been, then. They have been better about it. Actually, they've been pretty damn good about mm-hmm. it uh, in terms of just having products available. Um, but it's... It's definitely not ancient history, the idea of them releasing a thing and just not yeah. providing it. Like Snope, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and and that's that's a little bit scary because I don't want them to continue with that. And while, while yes, they have been doing better, um, I... 
it wouldn't be a shock to see it happen again. Yeah. By any means. I don't. Yeah. I don't foresee Nintendo being the kind of company that would change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the last point for 2020, and this happened like literally as I was writing the show up. So as we mentioned that working at GameStop, there was a huge shortage of supplies or inventory would came to certain Nintendo products. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reggie Fizeme, uh, former face and head of Nintendo of America, recently signed on to join the board of directors for GameStop. Now, while I'm not saying like, oh man, GameStop's going to start just diving in with Nintendo, they're going to be in bed together much like Nintendo and Microsoft were, mm-hmm. do you think we'll see some influence of Nintendo bringing more things to GameStop stores, not necessarily merchandise, things of that nature, but we'll see a big, a bigger support there. Like, pre-order bonuses will have more... You'll see, like, I mean, right now you see, like, Best Buy will have special things over Target or GameStop when it comes to their pre-order bonuses. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll see more things of that nature with Nintendo products at GameStop just because Reggie will have that connection? So if anyone can negotiate with Nintendo and getting a deal and things coordinated to where it'd be better for both, yeah. it'd be him. I mean, I, I do think he has, obviously, a lot of connections that you could take advantage of. Um, I don't think we're going to really see too much like that. Because, I mean, being on the board of directors for GameStop, his goal is making GameStop as a whole successful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like leaning into one facet of that um, is not really a winning strategy. Um, and I also, I feel like him being on the board of directors is more of a PR thing for GameStop. Like, that makes GameStop look good, and I feel like that's about it. But how much that makes him look good, makes him look good, you know? Like, okay, sure, so Reggie fils is on the board of directors. So it gains it gains that he's, news he's traction. Beloved video games. I mean, true, but even then, like, how much did that really strike? You know, it got news buzzing for a day. It's about as far as it got. Yeah. So, like, cool. That's positive PR for GameStop. But that's the first positive PR they probably had in the last five years. That's true. So it's and, just like I mean, that was immediately. I feel like if it weren't for what's going on right now with the the pandemic situation, uh-huh. um that would be like the big video game news but because of how gamestop is handling yes uh the pandemic situation (laughs) um they kind of just they fucked up Mm -hmm. and i i really don't think that that reggie will be able to do much uh i mean not not to sell him short yeah but I'm definitely selling GameStop short. Well, okay, so at that same token, though, so say, um, so after everything that's happened with GameStop and COVID-19 and how they're handling things, you know, granted, Reggie probably didn't have a whole lot of say, I'd imagine, you know, just just now getting out on there and kind of probably doing some kind of weird onboarding of, like, you got to do this, you got to do that before we can really do anything, and then having this kind of response. And, of course, you know, times are hard, so it's hard for businesses to make calls and things of nature granted gamestop made an obviously wrong move in multiple situations with this um but do you think at this point like okay great if they make it through this do they does reggie like have some kind of a leg to stand on now saying all right here's the deal we fucked up like 
hardcore. There's a plan in place. There's no more, oh, but this hasn't worked in the past. Like, we can't go by that anymore. We've got to do something now or we're done. Because he's there for strategic planning. So he's his job as a board of directors, most of those people on those tables are more consultants than anything else. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're there to make sure the company makes money so they can make money. They're not in the office every day or anything like that. But, like, when shit hits the fan, they're the people that are probably directly affected right away. Because there's the ones that, like, they're worried about stock shares and things of that nature, you know? So it's like, if GameStop shares continue to fall like they have been, he's got to be the one, if he wants to keep that title, like, he's got to say, what the fuck are we doing? We need to fix this. Because otherwise, he's just there as, like, he's decided to hang out. Because it's not like GameStop forced him to that job. He very much signed on for it. You can't imagine he signed on and then, oh, it's dying? Yeah, I'm making so... Like, he can't be making that much money compared to what if he would have done if he had just decided to stay retired from Nintendo or whatever yeah. he was doing. Like, there had to have been some motivation there for him to want to do so. Yeah. Well. We're a little off topic from Nintendo, but... I mean, it's it's sort of related. Um, but, I don't know. As, as far as that goes, I feel like... You can bring as many people on to the crew as you want, but the Titanic is still going to sink. Well, and that's the thing. So it's one thing to say that they're bringing these people on, right? It's mm-hmm. very much with board of directors. It's like, it could be a matter of they bought a shit ton of shares. Like, okay, I'm in. What are we doing? We need to fix this. Or like there's a deal had. There's a conversation had. So the Titanic, you know, it can be sinking, right? And I've talked about I writing a piece right now where I'm comparing GameStop as a, t- a, sink- a sinking Titanic ship. Wow. Yeah, I'm right. I'm about to go hard Great into minds, it. Think alike. I'm telling you right now, like, when this is done, whether I write it and record it instead, or I just write a post, it's going to piss wanna, off everyone. Do you want to do... I know that we're recording, and this is probably, you know, not... But whatever. Whatever, fuck uh, it. <laughs> Do you want to do, like a, like, a really fancy, like, audio story? Sure. We'll talk more about details because I'm not sure okay. that's what you mean by it. But yeah, well, like you know how like with the the trophy. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, the, we'll talk more about like it later. A little. We can do like a narrative, and we can have like the theme song for Titanic. It'll be great. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, I don't think I think we'll see some influence of Reggie being on GameStop's board with Nintendo things here and there. Yeah. Uh, but not a significant amount, at least not right away. What if? You know how we said that there was some kind of a conspiracy and that Nintendo might be behind all of this because they launched Animal Crossing and they knew that people would be playing Animal Crossing during the pandemic? Yeah. What if he knew God, that people will be playing more video games and so he joined the board of directors for GameStop, he bought a bunch of stock, insider trading, boom! For what, their stock to fucking plummet? What is he getting out of that? No, the stock <laughs> is going to rise because more people are buying video games. Not after this press. But they're, a, they're an essential retailer. <laughs> Ask Reggie. <laughs> anyway, guys, that concludes our 2020 discussion for Nintendo. By all means, again, like, comment, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Play Diddy Kong Racing. <sighs> Play fucking Diddy Kong Racing. Play if... Animal Crossing. There you go. I can support and that. Play Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Yeah. I love how you said it like... You're so upset that people are playing the game that people are talking I'm about. I'm not upset that people are playing Animal Crossing. You sound Crossing. like I'm it. I'm upset that people aren't as, playing Diddy Kong. As you're traveling on your 
digital islands, make sure you wear your doctor's mask. Yes. You don't want any digital COVID going around. We've got enough of that in the real world. I don't know if that was picked up on, but you heard it first from Rachel C.C. DLC COVID. DLC COVID. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. That wasn't... That's bad. It wasn't clever. That's real bad. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Donate to the show! (laughs) 